It's time to cover all things Catholic in the heart of South and Central Texas. Live from the studios of the Guadalupe Radio Network, get ready to rise and walk with Richard and Julie Reyna. And folks, we are back with another exciting show, I should say. A wonderful show, another um, jam-packed show of some wonderful Catholic news <laughs> and Catholic what's going on around the Archdiocese of San Antonio and Diocese of Austin. Uh, folks, Richard Reyna here and uh, with my lovely co-host, Julie. You're back with us today. I'm glad Absolutely. you're here. Absolutely. I'm so happy to be back on Rising Walk. It's awesome to be here every Monday. And sometimes as a mom and a wife, you can't do that. But I'm so <laughs> awesomely happy to be back today. <laughs> yes. I know we were off last week, so both of us were out. Oh, that's right. We were both gone. Yes. But um, <laughs> I, I love to get into it. But I, but I know whenever we start going, then we pause to pray. And then we get going again. Sometimes a little bit of a hiccup. So let's get to praying Absolutely. right away. Wait. Let's do that first. Uh, of course, uh, the church is always taught that it's a spiritual work of mercy to pray for the souls of the faithful departed, imploring God to purify the souls of the dead by f- the fire of his charity and to bring them at last to their heavenly home. During one of the many visions that St. Gertrude the Great, a holy mystic of the 14th century, uh, who began receiving heavenly visions at age 25 while living in the Benedictine community, she was given a prayer by Jesus uh, for the holy souls in purgatory, and it is piously believed that 1,000 souls are released from purgatory by praying this prayer with the heart. So if you'll join me, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Eternal Father, I offer you the most precious blood of thy divine Son, Jesus, in union with the masses said throughout the world today, for all the holy souls in purgatory, for sinners everywhere, for sinners in the universal church, those in my own home and within my family. Amen. Amen. St. Anthony de Padua. Pray for us. Our Lady of Guadalupe. Pray for us. St. Joseph, terror of demons. Pray for us. Amen. In the name Amen. of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now, Julie, um, the pre-show prep, I, I know you mentioned that uh, the greatest prayer we can pray uh, for in regards to actually pray as humans is Holy Mass, but in addition, uh, praying for the Holy Souls in Purgatory yeah. uh, with with Mass is, is a beautiful well, thing. One of the things we were talking about is all the ways, and we've got um, uh, we've looked up a lot, and we've got uh, um, 20 ways you can pray for the Holy Souls, but of course the biggest way you can do it is to have Holy Mass celebrated for the repose of a soul. Now, I've learned throughout my course of awakening to our Catholic faith that it is even more powerful to have masses said before you pass away, before you of die. Of course, yes. So in our family, we've had a tradition for a while now where we were all for masses for our children on their birthdays, on their sacramental days, like their first Holy Communion anniversary or their baptismal anniversary. Um, really remembering that a Holy Mass is the best gift you can give to someone. So I would highly recommend that that become a tradition in your family. But for those of us who have lost someone or there are someone in particular that we're praying for that has passed away, the ultimate prayer that you can offer is a Holy Mass. And it is very easy to do. You can call your parish now. You don't have to go in person. Call your parish, um, ask them what dates are available, um, what the intention is, and they'll post it in the bulletin, yeah. and it will become part of uh, the liturgical prayers that the pra- priest prays. I mean, he keeps that person in mind when he's offering Holy Mass, and it's an awesome way to pray for the Holy Souls. That's right, and this month uh, we pray for the church, the Holy Souls in Purgatory, That's so right. keep that in your minds. Absolutely. Um, I meant to actually to start off with uh, reminding people to to don't stop praying 
in Don't regards. Don't praying in general. <laughs> yeah, of course. Pray without ceasing. You know, Paul, Paul told us that in Scripture. So we're a perfect opportunity right now with the election yes. that took place last Tuesday. Folks, don't stop praying. Don't stop praying. You know me, I'm the eternal optimist. Um, you are. And what's fairly interesting is that I'm right with you on this because I'm almost the, I was told by a, by a beloved, <laughs> well, I was going to say pessimist, <laughs> but I was told by a beloved priest in our life, he goes, well, you're not really a pessimist, you're more of a realist. So hey. you and I take have different takes on a whole bunch of few things. But but it is so wonderful to latch on to your perspective at this moment of time, because I, I as I listened to Catholic radio on the way here, I heard Johnette. I, of course, heard Joe McClain's show this morning. Um, I'm really encouraging people not to lose hope. I, I feel Never. it's important and imperative to be reminded that we are in the world, but we are not of the world. And if you remember, there's been a lot of talk about the Battle of Lepanto, the Battle of Lepanto. I can That's tell right. you honestly that as a cradle Catholic, I did not know what the Battle of Lepanto was. And it basically was a battle between the Muslims and the Catholics, the Christian world. And we were incredibly outnumbered, and it absolutely was not going to happen that we would be victorious. At all. I mean, and the what numbers, happened? The Pope said, world, pray. And what did he specifically say? He said, pray the Holy Rosary. And everyone prayed. And as they the battle prayed. commenced, and it was a really rough battle, the battle commenced at the very end before he even got word officially. The Pope knew in an interlocution that the battle had been won. And of course, there are other times in history that Our Lady has come to the rescue. Now, she appears, and every time she appears, she always says, Pray the rosary daily. You think we're kidding. You think we're saying this is an option. And I've, I've looked at, at fellow sisters in Christ, um, across a room when I'm giving a talk. And I've looked at people who just kind of going to give me a blank stare when I say you need to pray the holy rosary every day. This is a perfect example of why we need to pray the Holy Rosary every day. The world does not, it does not depend on the election. God is, God is in control. His will be done. His perfect will, his will is perfect. So whatever he allows, he's going to bring good and grace from. But he also listens to our prayers. He hears us. I was listening to Catholic Radio and we're talking about how there are prayers. Um, Our Lady has the ear of our Lord. And if you want to petition our Lord for something, you go to his mom. And with every Hail Mary, you throw roses at her feet and you say, Our Lady, please intercede for us. She's waiting right there. She's willing and able. If you don't believe that she can't stop something bad from happening, then you need to believe a little harder. And I believe sincerely that you should never, ever, ever stop praying, especially with regard to the future of our country. There are many people who are heartbroken because if you think about how many more babies are going to die if we have a pro-abortion president, it is heartbreaking. Yeah. Heartbreaking, and if and if that's not a real concern of yours, then I then I encourage you to take that to prayer and ask God to move you in a way that it is the because it is the preeminent issue. EW10 was excellent in constantly reminding us towards the end of this cycle before the election, reminding us there is no issue that is greater than this. Yeah, and I would call everyone who 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 voted pro life, or maybe who didn't pro life and is suddenly suddenly having in a very distinct awareness that that was a mistake 
God can do all things and God can heal you of that remorse. But more importantly, use that remorse in prayer and ask God to bring this country to purity because it in the at the end of the day, the civilization, our civilization will not continue if we continue to sacrifice our children. So, you know, one thing people forget is that the election back in the year 2000 wasn't actually, I think I'm saying it right now, I'm not a political analyst, but wasn't finally decided uh, until December 12th. Till December 12th. And you know what's really amazing is that you and I are creative Catholics. We talk about this all the time because I think some people think, oh, they're on the radio. They must have lived their whole lives, you know, knowing the faith and everything. No, we're like every, <laughs> every Catholic in this world who was either a cradle Catholic, um, but maybe didn't know their faith, a cafeteria Catholic picked and chose what we decided we believed in and what didn't believe in, um, knew very little about our faith, even though we were raised by nuns in a Catholic school. And I can tell you that I really had no idea. (laughs) I had really no idea what our, what our Catholic faith taught until we were older and God's by God's grace, because it really was nothing that we did on our own. By God's grace, it's revealed to you what is the truth of the Catholic faith. And so it's so important to hold true to those things, because if you go by what the world says, you're going to be heartbroken at every turn. Johnette was talking about this on the way. I'm driving here and I'm thinking, oh, Johnette, you're so wonderful. Keep inspiring us. Because she's saying, if you believe in um, the powers of men, then you're going to be disappointed at every turn. But if you believe in the power of God and his perfect will, then we should never worry. I was also listening to a beautiful priest this morning who talked about Padre Pio's very short saying, pray, what is it? Pray fast and don't worry. Um, It is very easy. Pray hope and don't worry. Exactly. And I would add fasting to that. It is very easy, especially if you're watching all the media coverage, because if it's not known to you by now that it is not all truth, then please talk to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's kind <laughs> of similar to the... Because I think there's the, still a lot of people who are walking yeah. around completely oblivious to the reality that it is not true. You're not hearing truth on the on the media waves, and right. you you need to remove yourself. Uh, Johnette had callers today talking about how they really had to get away from what, what the coverage was, because primarily because it was bringing them to anxiety, but also because it's not truth. So we need to ask God... To help us see that truth, we need to pray ourselves to that truth, but we need to ask Our Lady because she's always telling us, I'm right here. Like she says in Our Lady Guadalupe, am I not here? Am I not your mother, little Juan Dieguito? I am here. So it's Call almost yeah. So it's almost like the the pandemic. You know, me. I'm always looking for the good that comes out of That's this. Right. You know, think about how many people are actually praying. More. Absolutely. Of course, I, we realize not not being able to all of us to attend Holy Mass like we used to before and all these other challenges that we've had. Right. Um, but hopefully everybody out there is praying more. Right. And right now with everything that's going on, you better be praying more. God's right. given us these opportunities. Take, make the best use of that opportunity. Right. Uh, and pray more. Grab, grab that rosary. Right. Start praying all the, the mysteries it, of the all rosary. All throughout the day, offer up little prayers. It can be prayers through the works that you're doing as a mom, as a dad, as a child. As a Catholic, as a single, you can do all those things and offer them up for this prayer intention. And I would remind people that um, it's very important to remember that God is in control. God is in control. God will decide. And if he decides to your disappointment, then what does he got? What does he have in store? What's the lesson? 
What's the lesson? <laughs> yes. And also, what does he have in store? Because God, God prevails. Everyone always says, oh, we know the end of the story. Yes, we do. But the trials come along the way, the journey bumpy. of the story. That's right. And we have to remember that God is waiting for us to call on him. I know what I was going to say. We were standing in our neighborhood late one evening. We were talking about the story about Abraham and how he said he's almost arguing with God. He's like, if there's 30 people, oh, yes. will you will you save the city? And he negotiates down to like 10 people or like very people. There is a small remnant of the United States of America that is very faithful and is praying very, very diligently. And God hears those prayers. God hears those prayers. Do not lose heart and think, well, there's so few of us, we're outnumbered, there's no way. In time and memorial, in every facet of battles between the spiritual, this is not about the practical. Right. We're trying to be duped into being told that it's about the practical, it's not, it's a spiritual battle. And the only way you fight a spiritual battle is with prayer and holding on to God. Right. And the scripture quote that talks about the, you know, uh, our battle isn't between each one of us. It's between the thrones and dominions and the powers. Right. And, and, I, and people forget, and maybe I hope this part is my own little comment, um, thrones and dominions and the powers, those are levels of angels. Now, those are now, levels of now, angels. I That's believe right. it means when the angels fell and they became the demons, demonic right. angels, if you want to call them that, um, we're fighting those. But also, other. it's they're, they're fighting for us, right. for our souls. I mean, yeah. there's literally a battle over your soul going on right now. The devil wants you, and the angels of God wants you. And you can participate in that battle by unifying yourself to the will of God. And if we go off astray and decide that our will is better and what we want is better, then we're going to go stray. And guess who starts to pull in that direction? <laughs> so we really need to keep focused. And I, I would really encourage people because there are a lot of people out who are telling us very practical things. We can go by the numbers. We can see the logistics. We absolutely can see that things will go one way. If this happens, things will go another way if this happens. But if we pray, God can do all things. I tell my kids all the time, if God wanted to, he'd turn me into an elephant right now. He is truly present in the Eucharist. He fits himself in that little piece of bread. He becomes, it's no longer bread, it's him. If he can do that, he can do anything. Right. Do not lose hope and pray, pray, pray. Amen. 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 Um, this past uh, Thursday night, um, we went to a Woman's Haven event. We went to our first <laughs> live event oh, yeah. in like how many months? Like Oof. nine months or something. It's Lots of months. It's Lots crazy. Months. It was very surreal to be at an event. 800 like, people there. And, you know, of course, Abby Johnson was a keynote people. speaker. And, you know, again, she she did quite well. You know, yeah, there's a little bit of a hiccup. Fantastic. Yeah, there was a little bit of a, I say hiccup, but actually in a good sense. You know, Eddie Perez um, surprised her with, I believe it was one of the former employees that with, uh, and then there were none, Abby Johnson's uh, other ministry to women who work or people mm -hmm. who work in the abortion uh, industry yes. to help them come out and find other jobs. And she was there. And it surprised <laughs> her. Everybody flew her in from California or something like that. And Absolutely. you could tell Abby was really moved by by. Well, her testimony was beautiful because she talked about working at a Planned Parenthood and her experience and exactly what it was that moved her to realize that this is a child being murdered. And she held herself together really well. I find that all of these witnessings is so, they're so amazing because I don't know that I would be able to tell the same story and have had the same experience without completely breaking down and crying. There's a lot of courage that comes with that kind of testimony. And she gave a beautiful testimony 
and spoke beautifully about the truth of her life and how it did not dawn on her. And you know, one of the things that was most important to me that Abby said, she, of course, is on the advisory board to the president. She's obviously spoken at the RNC, and she obviously participates in that um, realm of our politics. She spoke very profoundly about how people just don't know. Yep. And I'm sitting there in this sea of 800 people going, I don't understand how people don't know. We have so much science. We have so much proof that it is a child, that the child is being murdered, that that's all that there is. It seems so black and white to me. And she is on the forefront. She's yeah. been there and she's changed her heart and she's battling right down the front lines. And she still has the patience to say, yeah. people don't know what abortion is. And then when the, when the, uh, the witness uh, the video aired and that person was actually there, yes. I, I like how Silent Abby no made it personal and said, I'm sorry that you saw that sign oh, out yes. there that said it's murder and you're going oh, to yes, hell. Absolutely. And, she, and just so she could give her some comfort because we want to make sure people understand because right. I'm sure there's a lot of listeners out there that have gone through absolutely. an abortion. We want oh, them to understand goodness, that there's absolutely. always hope and the church you know, welcomes you and wants to work with you and to help you uh, bring about that peace and that forgiveness and, and the love and the healing out of your gospel, I was looking for, uh, that God wants to provide you. So. Absolutely. So it, it only made me think more and more about the fact that we as Catholics need to constantly be talking about the beauty of life, the actual preciousness of life. Now, you can say it very casually and people will just, you know, ignore it because it's not it's not wrapped up in a pretty bow and said very eloquently we need to impart on every catholic every christian that it is not acceptable there are absolutely no circumstances under which it is acceptable and i think so many of us as catholics have learned to be anesthetized against it and and we don't no, like she said, we don't know. And that's unacceptable. I, I don't believe sincerely that we're going to go to our personal judgments and Jesus is going to say, oh, okay, well, you didn't know. And then he's going to give us all the ways in which he gave us all the grace to know all our lives. So I think it's, it's we're being stubborn and we're deciding we don't want to know. And that's not in, in, in line with his will. Right, right. We and need now, to pray. And of course, you're trying to explain that, you know, abortion as a teaching of the Catholic Church is intrinsically evil. Absolutely. A big old way of saying that it is always wrong. It is it never It is always right. wrong. So, it is always wrong. Amen. So I'm glad Eddie uh, had the event and it seemed to go well. It was well. a fantastic event. Oh, my yes. goodness. It was really wonderful. And to see all those people out for life, especially during this time when we've hardly had any events, there was... It was almost like everyone needed to be there for all the reasons that you would think with regard to the life issue during this election, with regard to the fact that no one's been able to get out during the pandemic, with regard to the fact that Christians need to stand up and be pro-life. It was amazing to be there. And yeah. and what a what a source of encouragement for us because it was after the election, so there were still a lot of people you know, we were just two days after the election at that point, and and people were reeling from what that means in their lives. And the truth was, we still have to we still have to soldier on. We still yeah, have to sure remember do. what the sure what the issues are, and still fight. And that's what she encouraged us to do. So, God amen. bless the Women's Haven for the work that they do, and we had a wonderful time there. Amen, amen. Now, getting back to it being November and praying for the Holy Souls in yes. Purgatory, I you know I. I 
It'd be, that's what I'm looking for. We need to continue to pray. And, and one, of, one of the reasons I have a devotion to them is because in one time I'm having a challenging day, things are hard, things mm-hmm. are, I, I start praying that prayer of St. Gertrude Absolutely. the Great, uh, like we prayed it for the opening prayer. And my approach to it is, you know, when they get out of purgatory, you know, who are they going to pray for? <laughs> that's right. And, you know, I, I see the biggest the, uh, uh, help to my daily life whenever I'm praying and asking for their intercession. So we can't forget that. Um, I think actually you have a book. Absolutely. Um, In uh, fact, I have a lot of books on purgatory because I've met Susan Tassoni, who is literally called the purgatory lady. And so I've met her because she's spoken at the women's conference. She's big on EWTN. People know her. She's been around for a long time and she's wonderful and she's written a lot of books. So as I was preparing for the show today, I was like, I've got to grab one of her books today to make sure I show it on camera. That's right. This is one of the books that I've read. She's really, I mean, she's got a ton of books about the holy souls in purgatory and different ways you can approach praying for the holy souls because there's so many aspects of how we can pray through the different devotions of the saints. We can pray because of the different um, mystics and and uh, apparitions. I mean, Our Lady even spoke of the billions, billions with a B, souls that are in purgatory. And I know you were jokingly saying that you pray, but you really do call on them a lot because I like to joke and say, I need an army <laughs> to help me through things. They're How there. am I going to get to heaven if I don't have an army of people praying for me? So in times of great uh, stress or worry, or even you just need consolation, it is such a good idea to call on the holy souls. It really is. They are literally mm. being held there, and they cannot intercede for themselves. They can't even intercede for each other. They are literally there suffering, being purified, and and waiting to help someone else. Remember, it's the church triumphant, which is the saints and all the souls that have reached heaven. It's the church militant, with it, which is us on earth, because we're battling every single moment battle. until we get to our judgment. And then there's the church suffering, which is the church of purgatory. And they are waiting for us to ask them for prayers, because by doing that, they cannot gain merit for themselves, but they can gain merit for us, and we can pray for them. And it's a beautiful, it sure is, a sure beautiful is. interaction between the two. And you're right. Then, when they're released from purgatory and they go to heaven, guess who they're going to be again praying for, <laughs> right in the altar in front of God. Amen. Absolutely. You know, th- this past Sunday um, uh, at St. Timothy's, when we were there for Holy Mass, they handed out a flyer uh, regarding a plenary indulgence, yes. applicable. Only to the souls in purgatory. And that one, I, I, I guess I'd forgotten it. I thought we couldn't um, have indulgences prayed for the offered for the souls of purgatory. But it says here, a daily requiem mass for the dead was held on Friday, November 6th at 7 p.m. And then again on Saturday, November 7th at 12 noon. Those special masses were held for the eternal repose of the faithfully departed. But this year, due to COVID-19, the Holy See extended has extended the days for gaining a plenary indulgence applicable only to the souls in purgatory. The faithful may choose any eight days, I'm not sure how that works, uh, that they wish to gain these indulgences through the month of November. The conditions, of course, for gaining such an indulgence are, number one, one must be in a state of grace. What do you mean state of Texas? We mean state of grace. State of grace, (laughs) which could mean Texas. Um, But mostly means going to confession. Going to confession. Yes. And then number two, one must visit a graveyard and... When there, one must say prayers for the dead. Yes. And then number three, say one Our Father and one Hail Mary for the holy intentions of our Holy Father. And lastly, uh, receive Holy Communion worthily on the day of the graveyard visit or soon thereafter. So, And you know what's really cool is that this is like exactly opposite of what you see in scary movies. We just had 
All Hallows Eve, uh, Halloween, and you know, and all these movies, you know, there's always a scene in the graveyard, and everybody's always terrified and everything. If you look at it from a Catholic spirituality, cemeteries are not scary at all. In fact, they're a beautiful place to pray and a glorious opportunity to be reminded of not only where you may be, where you will be, because every single person will die eventually, but also it reminds you to pray for those souls. I know when we pray our meal prayers and we pray our morning and night prayers, we end with, may the souls of the faithful departed through the mercy of God rest in peace. And it's important to instill that that prayer in your family life, in your prayer life, in your children's lives. But also as you drive past a cemetery, yep. you, you do the sign of the cross and you pray for the holy souls. When you offer Holy Mass, when you are about to receive communion, I've often leaned over to my mm-hmm. littlest one and reminded them, just because she's closest to me, don't forget to offer your communion for the Holy Souls. You can tell tell our Lord, our Lord, I am asking the Holy Souls to join me in receiving you. Please bear upon them some of the grace that you are giving me. You can put their names in your mind as the priest is offering Holy Mass. Place those people, your loved ones who have passed away, in your heart and mind and pray for them at the moment of the consecration. You can also pray because I've read so many of Susan Tassoni's books on purgatory. You can pray for the people who have no one to pray for them. Oh yes, that's a big one. You can pray for all the people who have been forgotten. Literally no one is praying for them. They're sitting there waiting for prayers for someone. You can pray for all the priests and religious who are in purgatory because they are held to a higher standard and it's not, some people joke and think it's very easy for priests and religious to get to heaven. It is not. They're, They're actually being held to a much stricter standard and we have to admit that there are probably a lot of souls in purgatory from that category pray for them pray for your <clears throat> pray for your former priest the the priest that you've known who have passed away the nuns who taught you remember them in holy prayer also don't forget to pray for them um, by sprinkling holy water this is something i've talked about before on the show my younger daughter and i have a have a tradition of sprinkling holy water on her floor before she goes to sleep and we pray for the holy souls we ask for god to have mercy on them we ask for their intercession in our lives because that's a tradition of a saint john Macias who used to have a devotion to them and used to do that as well that's cool. there are so many things you can do to incorporate the holy well, we souls have more shows in your <laughs> life every day not just in the month of november right. but every day so hopefully with all these practices that we're throwing your way um, and you share them with your friends, uh, you will uh, take this and going forward, always include not yes. just, not just and, in and November. And grow in devotion to them because they are, they are in need of our prayers yes. and we need them too. Yes. Amen. Absolutely. So, so with that, I haven't even mentioned who we're going to have on our show today. <laughs> Natural Womanhood. You all it was heard because of them she before. was sneaking in right in the moment. So we're trying to pretend like, they don't know yet. Um, Natural Womanhood is having their event, their, their gala night. Uh, with uh, Jason Everett as their keynote speaker, Very so cool. we of course Very thought cool. we would we would coordinate with them and get then uh, somebody to share with us all about it and yes. what uh, Natural Womanhood does. So we're going to be having Jackie uh, Aguilar come on right after Yay. this break. So we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna chat with her. We're gonna grill her. We're gonna ask her all kinds of wonderful things. Awesome. And we're looking forward to more of this. But folks, please take this little video. I'm going to point down at the very bottom. Oops, my camera's over there. And click on share, <laughs> and then start watching for more Rise and Walk here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Dealing with infertility can be heart-wrenching. One in eight couples struggle to get pregnant within a year. But few know that natural family planning methods can help. With these methods, a couple can target their peak days of fertility in the cycle, which is key to getting pregnant. 
They also help identify reproductive problems that cause infertility, such as hormonal imbalance, and treat them effectively. Want to learn more? Visit naturalwomanhood.org. Due to COVID-19, St. Peter the Apostle in Bernie will be having a modified fall festival this year. They'll be raffling off a 2020 Ford F-150. Tickets are $100 and only $1,200 will be sold. You can purchase a ticket several ways. You can visit the parish office or visit the parish website at stpetersburney.org. The drawing will be live streamed on December 14th. For questions or more information, call the parish office at 830-816-2233. Hi, this is Bishop Strickland, Bishop of the Diocese of Tyler. Thanks for listening to Rise and Walk with Richard and Julie Reyna here on the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Bishop Strickland, Bishop of the Diocese. This is Lavinia Spirito for Catholic Way Bible Study. The birth of the church is described in the account of Pentecost from the book of Acts. And suddenly a sound came from heaven like the rush of a mighty wind, and it filled the house where they were sitting. And there appeared to them tongues as of fire, distributed and resting on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. This is the same Holy Spirit presence of God that was so thick it barred entrance to the tent of meeting in the desert and overwhelmed Solomon's priests at the inauguration of the first temple. This very same Spirit gave the prophets their message and empowered great miracles. This same Spirit of power breathes through the very fabric of our lives. What will you allow Him to do through you today? Catholic Way Bible Study. Peace, power, purpose. Find out more at cwbs.org. Now, back to Rise and Walk with Richard and Julie. All right, folks, and we are back here on Rise and Walk, and we have Jackie Aguilar with us right now, and she's going to mix it up. She's going to share with us all about the event. Again, it is Natural Womanhood's event, and I, I want to make sure we get it clear. The event is taking place this Saturday, yes, November 14th. Tell us all about that. Uh, so super exciting. Uh, we're having a live event, um, which I know like y'all were saying, we haven't had many of those lately. I know. It's so fantastic you're doing it. Yes, That's good. But you know, we're um, definitely you know taking precautions with you know, the distance mm-hmm. between the tables and, and all that. Everybody's going to be wearing their masks and things. So, um, But it's going to be beautiful. Live jazz music. You know, Ooh, a cash bar and a three course meal and <laughs> boy, you're uh, putting all the stuff out first. No, sorry, sorry, sorry. You know, getting your taste salivating. Buds, yes. yes, and uh, and and Jason Everett, you know, who's an amazing Who, speaker. He's amazing. Uh, will be there to share his thoughts about uh, fertility awareness. I've heard him speak on this topic yes. before, and it, you know, I'm just super excited to hear his message. It's going to be awesome yes. because uh, you know th- these are things that are deep to human nature. Mm-hmm. that are deep to who the human person is that, that aren't ob- necessarily obvious or, or kind of maybe common sense to a lot of people, especially what we're fed in our culture nowadays. Right. So to have him kind of, you know, break it down the way he does, it, it's so accessible to everyone. He is very down to earth. Mm-hmm. And I know I've watched him time and time again on EW10. I follow him when he's interviewed by other people on YouTube. So he is very charismatic, very fun to listen to. He's very lively and just 
just comes off as a super cool person. Yes. So it's really fun to hear the truth from someone very pragmatic and also kind of, he's young. Yes. So young and lively. And yes. that's. He's still young, right? No, he is. Well, he was young when I was young. He'll always be a baby to me. I don't know how old he is now. And his family is so precious and stuff. And he's been on the on the forefront and the battle lines for all things pro life, all things yeah. purity, uh, for a really, really long time. Right. So he's a great he choice for speaker. And, and you know, Natural Womanhood's mission of educating women, educating couples about their fertility, about this beautiful gift that they have together as a couple. It fits right into, you know, his message of chastity in the sense that, like, this is natural family planning, fertility awareness is this amazing tool to build virtue in your marriage, mm-hmm. to live out chastity in your marriage, in the state of life that you're in, or even as a single person, but to to know your body the way God created it and not try to alter that or hinder that in any way. Right. Because he made us perfect. He made us beautiful. Just and it the goes way we back are. to the whole discussion mm-hmm. we were just having about God's will is perfect. He doesn't just come up with things on the fly. God decided it all from the very beginning of time, and he made our bodies perfectly suited to ev- to do everything in a perfect way. It's just us getting in the way of his perfect plan. Right. And it's people like Jason who can really point out the obvious, because I'm, I'm black and white, so I really feel like it is obvious, but <laughs> you're right. There are a lot of people who don't know, just like Abby said. There's a lot of people who don't know, and this is really new information. Right. So for a lot of people, this will be a real eye-opener, right. and they'll really hear about how your body works naturally on its own, and you really do not need you to interrupt it right. with so, the things so the world coming, tells you to do. Yeah, this coming Saturday is the actual in-person event, right? and then the following Thursday, Thursday, right. So there's two separate uh, websites that you can go to to register. You can do naturalwomanhood.org slash gala-night. Naturalwomanhood.org slash gala-night. And I just put a link on our our Facebook post. Perfect. Okay, it's there. Um, To register for our live event. And you can either, uh, you can sit at a table, um, if you want to sit with your family, then we can be a full table. If you're just individually buying a ticket, then we'll sit you at a more social distance table. Okay. and then if you're, but if, you know, for whatever reason you're not in the area or you're, you know, or you're not in a condition to be in an in-person live event, okay. um, then you can watch it the following Thursday as a virtual event. So that website, you know, which hopefully will be linked there to naturalwomanhood.org slash virtual dash date dash night. So virtual date night, um, which is oh, on cute. November 19th, the following Thursday. So whether you can Great. be there or not, you can still participate. Cool, cool, cool. Now, this event will be held at the one of the hotels, I'm sure? Yes. So, 6.30 on Saturday night, uh, we'll start, start the um, the reception time, and it'll be at the Embassy um, Hotel, the Embassy Suites on okay. um, I-10 and Right at 1604. Okay, yes. good. Gotcha. Okay, um, good, good, good. Okay. And I'm sure if you go to the website, also your website might have more information about it, nachawomahood.org. Um, yes. I, I think that you need to go to the specific uh, event Okay. Website to get okay. the actual access to the information. Uh, yeah, it's the, the actual address is Landmark Parkway, but yeah, it's that corner. Got it. You see it when you're passing up I ten sixty four. So natural womanhood. It's funny how usually we have. Uh, I'm not sure if you call founder of natural womanhood uh, uh, Gerard, Gerard. Right. in here, and it's always funny. I always get the question on Facebook, or whatever. Like, what's a guy talking about natural womanhood? <laughs> I know. So to have you here today <laughs> yes. it makes it even better. Tell us a lot about natural well, womanhood. Day. I, well, so natural womanhood was, was founded by Gerard Mijon. He's He's French, and so if you were here, you could, you could okay. hear his beautiful accent. <laughs> um, yes. But um, 
you know, he, he, uh, he has a, an amazing marketing mind and he has an amazing way of, of presenting ideas to people in a beautiful mm-hmm. way and, and drawing them in with beauty. And so he took this message of um, empowering women and educating women about their bodies and about their fertility um, and has been able to reach hundreds of thousands of people all over the world, all over the world. I mean, you know, I mean, they, they've asked for us to send resources to Nigeria, to Africa, to all wow. over the place um, through his efforts, you know, with this online content that we have, the blog, the website, the social media. Mm-hmm. Um, he's gotten these amazing writers and editors from all over the country um, to Very help, cool. you know, build this, this body of information and uh, the, the scientific and medical information that we provide about um, women's health and about the effects of contraception um, are, are, are cited by, you know, LifeSite News and about, and Verily mm-hmm. Magazine. I mean, they, you know, doctors will use it to inform their, their patients. So, uh, you know, practitioners, you know, I, I'm a, a Creighton model fertility care practitioner. Beautiful. So I teach women about this, you know, will use a lot of the, you know, information that, that is there for us to use that's um, factual, that's, that's, you know, science-based mm-hmm. to be able to explain, you know, to women and to our clients, you know, the, hey, the, you know, this is why this is medically important mm-hmm. to you. And this is why and this it, could change you know, your life. It's so important because once again, we have to reiterate that that's not what the culture is telling you. The culture is telling you to put chemicals in your body that will actually hurt you and won't actually do what they're telling you it will do and may actually harm you long term. And also they're basically sending you the message that your body is not perfectly made to do what it's made to do. Right. Yes. <laughs> you know, even um, so, so recently we, we actually held a, um, a virtual event for teens and their mothers. Oh, wow. um, you know, ta- and we had a, a special guest, um, Emily Street Streeterhand. She's okay. a, a national speaker as well. She's been speaking to young women and uh, and teens about you know why it's important even at that age to understand your body. And I sure. and some of the stuff she said is like, oh my gosh, if I would have realized this when I was a teen, or or thank God I'm finding this out now. You know, you know my daughter just turned thirteen, my oldest. You uh-huh. know, so now I'm I'm equipped to guide her through this time of her life in in much better way. You know, just how you know, as you cycle, that affects your emotions and the pheromones that you're letting off. So, mm-hmm. you know, that that boy that looks so dreamy right now during this time of ovulation, you know, yes. um, you know, wait a week, he'll go back to that, you know, dork with acne. And, you know, you know, because because you have, you know, she almost she, she said right. your, your fertility goggles on, you know, right. like, you know, and so is that talk available? Because now you're, yes, you're intriguing uh, that, me. Yes, so that there, there is a link to that. I'll, I'll we'll have to get it to you. Of so course, you can no okay, problem. add it. So, so maybe yes, we can put it. Okay. So, um, you know, just so eye opening for for teens that like, oh, wow, if I'm if I'm empowered with this information, I can be guided much to, to have more, much more healthy relationships. And then right. also to value, you know, my dignity and my gift of fertility yes. so much more, you know, because, you know, we might not be thinking as teens like, oh, I, you know, well, you know, I want to be a mother. Cause I mean, that's, that's like one of the furthest things from your mind when you're mm-hmm. a teenager. But I think, you know, one of the things Emily said was she's found that teens value the idea of wanting to be a mother sometime in the future. Mm-hmm. And so if you want to guard your fertility and protect your fertility and keep yourself healthy, right. that is something that, that teens can relate to even right. now in this moment. Well, and I, I would say, I'm sorry, honey, I would say that you have to be reminded that uh, a lot of teenagers are being uh, sexually active a lot earlier than we would like to realize. And I think a lot of times it's very important to remember that you're, your kids, if you always have to mark them according to their maturity level and you tell them what is appropriate for their age and their maturity. But 
we absolutely need to arm our children with truth because the culture is out there telling them exactly opposite and to tell them that it, their sexuality is nothing more than a tag that they can use to, I, I loved the word that you used when you said empower. It really is about empowering you with the truth and knowledge and the science behind it. The other side always likes to say that they have science when in fact they are not using science. Mm-hmm. They are they are blurring the lines and the truth does have scientific backing. And if you look at it, it proves the point that purity and chastity and your body is perfectly made are all part of the truth, right? Right. Exactly. The, I mean, right. My, my uh Daughter recently did a just a short essay on on uh, depression in teens, mm-hmm. you know, and she she said, "Mommy, did did you realize that you know kids being sexually active increases to their directly chances of linked depression, to depression?" You know? Exactly. I mean, she, you know, she was discovering it herself. You right. Know, that yes, um, you know, so to you know you, you Emily said, "Yeah, yeah, you know what to do. What is with something that's valuable? You right. guard it. You protect well, it." Well, I love how you said fertility is a gift. It's yes. a gift. We forget that. Well, it's and in our world gift. today, it's actually being, your women are being told that it's not a gift. Um, it, women are being told that they should be men and, you know, pursue careers and push aside the maybe innate desire to have children because we are supposed to be just like men. And we're supposed to put that aside or act like it's not important or postpone it until then we're worried about um, all of a sudden it's not, it's always when I want babies, it's not when God wants babies, it's when I want babies. And so I think that's a really good point. It's, it is a gift, but it's not portrayed in the culture as a gift, right, right Jackie? No, yeah. yeah. And, and that's misconstrued in so many different ways. And, you know, yes, we can honor the fact that we can be successful in all these different areas of society, um, but not at the cost of losing who we are as women, right. you know? And I, and I think um, when we talk about it being a gift, you know, it, it when we misconstrue that idea that that our fertility is something that we control and that it's not something right. that we that, that we can push God out of, you know, that's when we get into these extremes of abortion or artificial reproductive technology, where mm-hmm. children are either problems to discard of right. or 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 a commodity to, to purchase if we dish. want right. one, right. right? You know, and and that's not what children are. You know, children are a gift. So I mean, again, you know, why I'm so excited about Jason Everett is that you know these these deep human meanings these these deep right. things that make us more human that are that, that are, are being distorted mm-hmm. in all these ways in our society you know he he he's able to bring that message in a very down to earth way Absolutely. and you know to where it's not some big mystery anymore but we we see wow wow these are the consequences of distorting these truths that right. god has given us you know and again, right. so you're having this event this coming Saturday. Uh, people can find that information. They can register for the in-person event. And if they're not able to or find it's better for them to attend the virtual event, the following Thursday, they can register for that as well. Right, right. And it's two separate um, websites that they would need to go to, either either the, um, you know, the, the the one that's the gala night right. or, or the one that says the virtual uh, date gotcha. night. Now, I always ask this question when it comes to different apostolates mm-hmm. and ministries that are out there. What? What tied you into natural womanhood? What brought you to it? Um, and I, I've shared this before, yes. but it's, <laughs> it, it, was, it was personal experience. It, right. it was my, my, my personal life experience of, um, you know, when, being engaged to my husband. We had an amazing time dating. You know, there was so much attraction and physical energy and desire there. And we could not wait to be married because, you know, we wanted to uh, fully enjoy all of that physical intimacy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but a month before I got married, I went ahead and got on the birth control pill because that was all I knew. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what NFP was. I didn't. I, so I thought this is what I need to do to be a responsible right. adult. And, um, 
and it was like a light switch. I, did, I couldn't put my finger on it in the moment, but we got married, went on our honeymoon, and all of a sudden, all that attraction towards my husband, all that sexual desire, all everything that I had, um, you know, to desiring to be intimate, it was just gone. You were very aware of the actual chemical, physical changes that happened to you being on birth control. And, but I couldn't explain it or I couldn't put my, right. my, my finger on it. And, right. and I, I mean, I, so it is, and it's funny how, you know, yes, we're raised Catholic, but yet we don't always, um, you know, learn about all of the teachings because there's just such a depth of right. knowledge. And so I knew divorce was wrong. I didn't know anything about, about the pill, but I didn't yeah. want, and so I was like, well, I can't get divorced even though I'm so unhappy right now. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what, what do I do? Well, you know, I know I want to be a young mom. Let me just start, stop taking this, these pills and see what happens, you know? Babies, yeah. And, um, and so we stopped taking it and uh, got pregnant, and all of a sudden, the uh, all the joy, the the intimacy, the communication, everything that we had before we got married, before I started stopped started taking the pill, returned, and I was attracted to my husband, and I had all that desire and energy again towards mm-hmm. him, and and uh, and we were happy, you know, and. I thought, well, maybe it's just because I'm pregnant, but but you know, looking back in retrospect, it right. was uh, all that chemical suppression I had been under totally wrecked my libido, and <laughs> and so I was like, this is horrible. I mean, like I was considering divorce. I yeah. was not happy with my husband. I didn't like him. Isn't that know? so interesting, though, Jackie? Like you probably go out and talk a lot to people, right? I'm I'm sure you're a presenter and you reach out to people on a regular basis, being from the group. But what are the facial expressions and reactions that you get from women? Because you're not the norm when someone, it's very unusual, just like in the abortion industry, very few women who have had abortions are willing to say it was a horrible mistake. It takes a lot of courage to do that. I shouldn't say that because there are a lot of women who have the courage to do it. But what I'm saying is that usually when you do something, you want someone else to do it, right? You want them to say, oh yeah, this is the, it, you, I want you to come with me and do this. Like you buy a car and you're like, oh, this is the best car ever. You need to buy this car. So if someone's contracepting and they're just like, oh, it's the, you know, it's going to give you so much freedom. It's going to change your life or whatever. Most women are about the mindset of encouraging others to come along with them and do it. So what is your experience when you get up in front of couples, husbands and wives? Because it's everyone tries to tell you that it is just the woman's issue. It's not. It's has everything to do with the man, too. What are the reactions that you get when you talk to people and tell them this is what really happened? This is the reality of it. Right. I, it's it's funny because, um, you know, we'll speak to marriage prep groups and and we'll hear. And I, I remember recently the, a husband or a, a spouse, I mean, he, they, they were convalidating anyway. But, mm-hmm. you know, so so the, the man in the relationship, he says, you know, it's interesting that you talk about, you know, the, the, the lack of energy or lack of desire that you experienced, you know, on the pills, but, you know, because I. I, you know, he was basically alluding to he's experiencing that in his relationship. Sure, you know, sure. his his wife is contraceptive or his his spouse is you know is contracepting, yeah. and he is he's feeling like she's not interested in him, mm-hmm. like she's kind of just shut off. You know, mm-hmm. in, you know, uh, you know, as far as her physical desire, right. and um, and and he was kind of wondering. I wonder if that could be contributing to the problems that we're having wow. in our relationship. Wow, and um, you know, but uh, but it was something that. She had done her whole life, and so she'd never considered anything sure. different. Sure. Uh, I think um, th- there a lot of times there is also some, you know, especially medical professionals mm-hmm. that, that well, that, they've been raised in the pool of this right. is what you do. And, yeah, this, this is, is what they're, just, they're taught in medical school. Yeah. You know, so I mean, so it's not, but but they, but so it's very hard to break through what they've already been taught and what they mm-hmm. already feel like. Nope, this is what I know is already fact. Right. You know, so you presenting something different to what I have already established in my mind as the truth. Right. Um, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be hard to soften my heart and me be open to that. Right. Now, I forget the, the 
when we had Gerard on last time, did he not mention that you all have some material for OBGYNs out there? So we, we collaborate with another organization called FACTS, uh, fertility, um, Oh goodness! Oh, to teach to stuff. teach the sciences anyway. Right. It's but it's an acronym. Okay. And um, a, a doctor um, put together this organization, and she has a a pamphlet which I think we have a link to on our website or in our resources. But yes, it's a it's a, a medical update that you okay. could provide to any medical professional about the science behind these methods and how effective Beautiful. they are at family planning. Because I think you know in the end when you go down to to your OBG and and you see um, the little uh pamphlets yeah the, 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 the little poster they always have on the wall yeah. about the effectiveness of different methods of contraception mm-hmm. you have you know of course the the iud's and the the long-lasting um repro- uh, reversible contraceptives those mm-hmm. larks you know at the top mm-hmm. um you know, the implants all those are the, are the right. best most effective right the ones that last for years what they say. right well i mean <laughs> right and then, um, you know, and then the, the pill and then the very bottom, you have the condom and the spermicides and, and, and fertility or, or well, fertility awareness, what, mm-hmm. what they, what they believe is fertility awareness. You know, right. they've never updated their information with all the research that's been done. I mean, the, the, what they're citing is like is rhythm method, the rhythm method. Yes. You know, is, is like the rotary phone compared to your cell phone. This is what we have <laughs> right. now. You know, right. I mean, we have all kinds of devices. You can you can test your your basal body temperature mm-hmm. with a ring around your arm. I mean, it's amazing the science and the technology we have nowadays for women to understand what's going on in their bodies. And you know what's so interesting is that it's very ironic that so many women contracept and we wait. And then there are the same amount or a growing number of women who, when they decide to get pregnant, can't get pregnant. And then all the science that goes towards that, and then we're struggling to monitor ourselves and take the test that shows when you're fertile. And it's just so ironic. And isn't God just looking down on us going, if you would only trust me, if you would only trust that I know what's best. But this world tells you that that you have, I think a lot of people in in our circles will will say, well, God gives us free will. And, And I think a lot of people used that argument when voting, um, God gives us free will, and if he didn't want us to choose that, then he shouldn't have given us free will. But love is freely given, freely received, right? Right. So it's about it's about knowing that he is the ultimate, he is omnipotent, he is in control. And what does that take on our part to to surrender and trust? It really is about that. It is. It, it is a, a, a big leap of faith, you mm-hmm. know, to say, okay, you know, I mean, at the time when... Um, we finally started to learn natural family planning. Mm-hmm. I, I had just had my baby, my first child, six months, you mm-hmm. know, a- after she was born. And we realized, okay, we can't go back to the way we were. We were right. miserable. So mm-hmm. we have to do something different. What sure. is that different? We have to find it. And we walk into our um, natural family planning class that we're going to learn. And the, <laughs> the couple that was teaching, they, they, they wanted a big family. That was their plan from the get-go. Um, the Wallaces, I don't know. If anyways, yes. Oh, yes. Everybody anyway, knows they, they are teachers. They're awesome. Okay. Yeah, they are awesome. Beautiful, beautiful family. But yeah. at the time, they had six children. They were pregnant with twins. Yeah. And, and they I have was, nine or ten now, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They have. And, I, I mean, and, I, and I've been to their house. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> you know, um, I was like, well, did y'all eat dinner? And, you know, oh, yeah. I'm like, well, why is the floor spotless and all the dishes clean? I mean, they've got it down. They are amazing. Yes. Um but they, um, you know, I, but in the state of mind that I was in at that time, sure. that I, where I didn't know anything about this, I was like, Miguel, we are out of here. Yeah. We are 21. It seems so out foreign, of this door. right? To hear yes. them talking. You know, because, sure. uh, you know, because That's I, not I your world. I, I'm, I'm not sleeping through the night right now. I'm not ready to have another yeah. child. Yeah. I, I can't handle this, you mm-hmm. know? But, but he was like, 
just give it a chance, you know? Yeah. And we, we sat down and we listened to the science and, and, you know, and I love education. I love science. Sure. I, you know, I, I took a lot of that in, in college and, and it, it all made sense. I was like, Oh, that is so practical. That's right. how your body works. Oh, why didn't somebody tell me before? Sure. Why have I been wondering about these other, you know, discharges that I see out of yeah. my body all this time? Why did nobody educate Ever me? Ever tell me, you know, right. uh, like the rest of the story. You know, I mean, right. uh, you know, obviously the sex ed programs that we had in, in high school did not do their job <laughs> right. because I am still completely clueless about my fertility. I'm right. sure. I mean, great. They're teaching us about sex. What about our fertility? Right. You know, what about actually the, the anatomy and physiology of how our body works? Right. Shouldn't, shouldn't education be leading us towards the truth? Right. But yet it's more like a political agenda that they lead us right. towards. Oh, that's a whole other Sorry, topic. Sorry, and I don't no, mean no, that. Which is but, great. Which oh, is that's really awesome. awesome. Worry yeah. about that. But yes. I think, I, I and so I, I was I was so grateful to finally have been led towards, you know, look, this is, you know, this is what you need. Right. You know, this is God's plan. And even then I was a little hesitant because I said, oh, start charting. You know, the, the first day of your cycle is the first day of your menstrual cycle. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, see, there we go again. I, I was so stubborn. <laughs> I don't even have a menstrual cycle right now because I'm still breastfeeding right, my baby. Right. So, so that's know, not going to work. So what do you want me to chart? You know? And I mean, and literally, I mean, I go home like the next day. I mean, like, like, cause God loves to slap me across the face. There you go. You want your period? There it is. Yeah, there you go. go. What okay, other excuse this. do you have? He said, chart this, Jackie. Yeah. Yeah. Chart, chart this. Yeah. <laughs> Like, what other excuse do you have? Right. You know, and so I was like, okay, God, okay, God. Yeah, right. And I don't you know? know for the men out there, you know, I, I always remember maybe we need to get a hold of that talk and maybe there's an updated one when Janice Smith put out the contraception, why not? Yes. And I think in their story in there was, you know, yes, we're talking about uh, chimpanzees or whatever kind of apes there were. <laughs> and they put, you know, there was this one who, uh, chimpan- <clears throat> I forget if it was a chimpanzee, but, but um, was on a little island with his mate. And then he introduced, I think they put several other apes, female apes on there as well. And he still stuck with his because that was his mate. Right. But then they put her on contraception and he was like, I'm done with you. Yeah. yeah and and I went after I'm, the other ones. Yeah. I'm remembering in, in all my awakening to the whole idea. And Dr. Janet Smith, who, who you're referring to, is an yes. excellent resource for all those things, too. Um, I'm remembering when you're thinking, when you're referencing how you felt when you were on contraception, that one of the one of the many results uh, in the studies is that if you're contracepting and your husband, you know, you're married and there is a difference, you're actually seeing a difference in your in your relationship. Um, remember that there there are other women in his life who are not contracepting. And so it becomes, uh, okay, so you're blocking your husband, but there are other people, literally random people that he's going to just run into that are not. And it's literally science. Like it, it's very cut and dry, right, right Jackie? It, it's, it, it's, it, not, it's not like made up and, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for when, when you believe in um, superstitious? Right. It's actual practical facts. If right. you... Oh. Oh, change your body chemistry and you change what's happening. Right. Guess what? That affects it your is, spouse, right? It affects your pheromones. It, it, I mean, you, you, because you are actually, <laughs> you know, visibly more radiant. I mean, your skin shines more when, mm-hmm. when you're fertile. Right. You know, so if, if you completely shut down that system, you're literally more attractive. Yes. Right? Literally yes. To, to your spouse <laughs> and to other, I mean, people, you know, sometimes you don't even realize that people treat you nicer. You yes. know, it's, like, it's really weird. Whatever your, whatever that your, your body, the chemicals it. your body right. yeah, is letting off. It's, it, you know, um, but then also, you know, to be aware of your own focus and things and, you said something else that made me think it would come back to you yeah. because, yeah. because we're well, gonna take it's it. really important people people walk around thinking that they can contracept and it's not going to affect their relationships oh. right and I, I think right and and but it's it's like 
it's it's a it's a deeper level. You know, mm-hmm. you're you're closing off that door to building the virtue. Right. You're also um you know also the 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 emotional because it it it's going to affect the woman's emotions as mm-hmm. well. And um you know and a lot of times I say well you know doctors will will give you these medicines maybe to stabilize you know whatever symptoms that you're affect is doing but but they're but they're just shutting down the whole system. They're not dealing with the cause of what's causing maybe these extreme emotional shifts right. because right if your hormones are not in balance sure you might have emotional side effects to to sure. those problems but there are better more holistic solutions to that than just shutting down your system i mean you know, it's right. ever like doctor i suffer from asthma oh okay well let's just stop you from breathing right <laughs> you know yeah, it's not, solve it. right you right. know and and so this this idea of of like of altering the endocrine system to deal with mental problems or emotional problems, it's a slippery slope. It, well, You're it's, just but it's, it's not. It's it, there's everything. no science, or, you know, that that tells you that that's the right solution to do mm-hmm. that. You don't further alter your body right. to heal it. You know, you have right. to bring it back to the normal state. Not well. And the Catholic Church teaches that women are to be receptive. Literally, our bodies show that by virtue of our anatomy. Our anatomy is receptive. And it's the nature of a woman to be receptive. And when you contracept, contracept, you are not receptive anymore. Mm-hmm. You're literally shutting down what you were meant to be and do as a woman. So we're going to be heading into the after show, folks. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more Rise and Walk. Uh, it's amazing bless, how fast y'all. it goes. Yes. Pray, pray, pray. Jump, yes. jump on with us on Facebook. Uh, we'll be taking a short break. Not too long. But we'll be right back. Thanks for listening to Rise and Walk with Richard and Julie Reyna. To listen or watch again, go to iTunes or visit the Guadalupe Radio Network Facebook page. Have a question or comment? Email us at riseandwalk at grnonline.com. And make sure to join us next week for another episode of Rise and Walk. I've never heard y'all before. There is this lady with her big white SUV and on the back of the windshield is this big cross with y'all's radio station underneath. Put it on y'all's radio station anyhow. And then it starts talking about the saints and how the saints give you signs and they lead you into the right direction. I just appreciate you and God for putting that sign in my life and letting me know that it, it is him and it's okay. The Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Do you need a will and keep putting it off? Do you need guidance on settling the estate of a loved one who's passed away? Gilson Law Firm is a faith-centered team of legal professionals who can help you navigate the probate process and put your final affairs in order. I'm attorney Sim Gilson, a sponsor of GRN. When we meet, we'll talk about Catholic health directives and charitable giving, about faith and family. To learn more about our team, visit tricountylawyer.com and make 2020 the year you put your final affairs in order. Is the Lord calling you to be a missionary? Hi, Joe McLean here, and the Guadalupe Radio Network is calling for rosary missionaries to join with the GRN in praying for very special intentions. Would you be one of them? 
Log on to grnonline.com forward slash missionaries. Together, we can bring the power of prayer to bear on a dark world in need of the light of Christ. Log on to grnonline.com forward slash missionaries. Boldly proclaiming the truths of our Catholic faith, this is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. Thanks for listening to KJMA 89.7 Floresville, San Antonio on the Guadalupe Radio Network in South Texas. Catholic Radio for your soul. Catholic Radio for your soul. Heard also streaming on grnonline.com and on your smartphone.